I want to welcome everyone tonight, and especially if we have any guests tonight. I don't think offhand I notice any, but if we do, we're happy to have you. And if you're joining us online, wherever you may be watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service. Pray you're blessed. How about if you'll stand, and just not only in honor of a reading of scripture, but also a little bit of a reset. And I, I just want to also say, you know, um, I guess it just, it kind of goes along with the role of leadership, but you, when you feel like God gives direction and you do something, you just, you kind of hope, you kind of hope people are going to buy in. And I have to say, it has been so rewarding this week. And I realize in some ways it may seem like a little thing, but, but even, and, and the number, especially the number of people that I see here tonight that you've got a, you have a grow shirt on that you weren't at the leadership summit and you didn't have one this morning, but you got one and you've got it on. And then there's some other folks that have purposely because they didn't have a grow shirt, but they purposely wore green. And I've heard a bunch, I don't normally wear green, but they did it. And and I, I just have to say that is as as simple maybe as you may look at that. That is so rewarding, and and uh, it, it it and also uh, if if you haven't, you gotta you gotta check out the Miss Lanik's daughters and their custom made grow shirts. And I, I just have to say, as 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 pastor, as the leader of this congregation. All of those different things are just so encouraging, and I just I just want to thank all of you, and um, I, I so much appreciate the response that we've had so far, and I am truly looking forward with great expectation to what God is going to be doing in us individually, and what He's going to do through us collectively. Amen. I want to read one verse of scripture to you. That's found in 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. And I'm going to go ahead and get my one blanket apology out of the way and not keep referring to what I may have said this morning. Okay? Are we good? All right, here we go. 2 Peter 3, 18. This is the very last verse of both of Peter's epistles. This is the very last verse of everything uh, according to the order of Scripture, this is the last part of his epistle, and it is an an instruction, or really it's a command, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And then the Amplified says it this way, But grow in grace, undeserved favor, spiritual strength, and recognition and knowledge and understanding of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Messiah. To Him be glory, honor, majesty, and splendor both now and to the day of eternity. Grow in grace. 
and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And I know I have made, here I go, see I can't do it. I know I've made this point multiple times, but especially for those of you tonight that this is your first exposure to the word grow in your entire life. It's your first exposure to the word grow as our theme and the thing that's going to be our theme for the remainder of this year. I want you to hear me clearly. The implication of this has nothing to do with numbers. This is not at all about numerical growth. This is not some kind of subtle way to try to motivate us as a congregation to have more people. Because I believe if we will do our part and truly grow in our relationship and our walk with God, that will in fact lead to numerical growth. Because you can't grow in your relationship with God and not do the things that God wants you to do. Amen? But I want you to, I just want to make that clear and I am quite sure I probably will remind you of that a few times. Because I know and I've done them. There's times we put forth efforts and themes and it was in some way at least a part of it about trying to grow numbers and increase. And that is not the focus. That is not what this is about. Father, I thank you so much for your presence that we have felt here tonight. I thank you for the atmosphere that is here tonight. I thank you for the faith that I can feel from the people in this place. I thank you for the excitement that is rested upon us, God. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for what you're going to do. I pray that you would continue tonight the work of your spirit as well as speak to us, Lord. We're not here, God, to do something through our human effort and ability because without you we can do nothing. And we also acknowledge that we cannot accomplish through our flesh what has to be done by your Spirit. So I'm asking you to work and move throughout the remainder of this service tonight, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Peter signs off by an instruction to the saints. You need to grow. You need to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the word knowledge there is not intended to be simply head knowledge. It's not intended to be about what you know in your head. That word knowledge is about experiential knowledge. The scripture says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Do we have any foodies here tonight? Yeah, foodies. Foodies are people that don't eat simply out of necessity. Foodies are people that eat out of pleasure and enjoyment. If you just simply eat because that's what you have to do, I really don't want to hear about it because it's not fair. (laughs) There's a bunch of us, we are into what we eat and how it tastes. and, 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 And as I said a couple of weeks ago, if your definition of, of Mexican food is, is Taco Bell, 
dear Lord, have mercy on you. You have no idea what you are missing. If you have never stopped at a taco truck, you are not living. Okay, well, you are living if you're born again, but there's another level of living. Bottom line is, if you've never eaten at a food truck, you haven't eaten yet. Oh, that's nasty. Absolutely, it is. You look inside, it's like, oh, but I've got to tell you what they, I don't know if it's the nastiness that causes it or what, but what they put on that plate or in that container, taste, taste. And, and, and when it comes to something that's good eating, I don't care how well you describe it, it's not the same as tasting. That's the experiential knowledge that I think Peter is talking about. I, I don't want you just to grow in your head knowledge. I want you to experience what is available to you. I, I want your knowledge of the Word of God to grow. I want your understanding, but I also want it to be an experiential thing. And so he instructs us. He, he also says in the first epistle, uh, in First Peter 2 and verse number 2, he says, As newborn babes, I, 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 I just let the apology go, so you know. <laughs> I just roundaboutly, roundaboutly, is that even a word? I just, I, I've always, I think I've always, I've, I realized this more and more the last couple of days. I've always, I think, heard this verse used ultimately in a negative slant as newborn babes. Meaning, if all you're doing is desiring the Cecil milk of the word, you need to grow up. That's not, I don't think that's what Peter was saying here. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world, word that ye may grow by. And, and the living Bible says it a little more plainly. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. So notice this next part. He's not comparing you to newborn babes that all they desire is milk. He's saying as they long to grow up into the full, as, and long to grow up, let me just start over and read the whole thing. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, actually let me slow down and read that again with better inflection. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, long to grow up into the fullness of your salvation. Is there anybody tonight that you want to grow into the fullness of what God has? Not just a portion of it. You don't want just a part. Everything. Paul said, I travail that Christ is formed in you. And this last part, cry for this as a baby cries for his milk. So really I think what Peter is trying to get across here is the same way in which an infant desires to be fed and when they are hungry they will cry until they are fed. That's the way in which you and I should desire the sincere of the milk, the sincere milk of the word so that we may grow. We're not supposed to look at it in a half-hearted way, a take it or leave it way. We're supposed to have the same kind of desire and passion that newborn babes have. 
Now, naturally speaking, we do not grow indefinitely. Different people, it's different ages, but there, there comes a point where you don't continue growing taller. You stop growing. Most of us reach that peak of growing taller, and then we decide now to expand our horizons. I wish there was a definite end to that. <laughs> I'd rather kind of keep growing taller and not have to worry about the other. And So naturally speaking, when it comes particularly to your height, there, there is a, there is a God appointed height that you have. I, I don't know of anything, I guess maybe some kind of surgery you could do that could affect your height, but I mean, naturally speaking, you don't determine your height. And there's a bunch of us, and I'm not gonna go in as much depth as I did this morning, but I'm one of them, that if I could have done something about it, I would have. But God designed, God created you. God determined your height. But spiritually speaking, there is not intended to be a limitation. There is not intended to be a point that we reach that we are fully grown. That until Jesus comes, there is room to grow. There is room to mature. Paul said it this way, it's not as though I have already apprehended. I haven't already attained the thing that I was called to. And he, so he says, I, I forget what's behind and I press towards the mark. If the apostle Paul says, I still haven't reached what I was reached for, you and I have got a lot of room to go. But I don't say that as a negative. I don't know about you, but that's actually an encouraging thing to me. That there is no limitation to the amount of growth that can be had in my relationship with God, in my walk with God, in my ministry. There's no limit. It's up to me. It's up to you. Matthew 6 and 27, I said it this morning and I'll say it again tonight, I've always taken this scripture simply at face value of what the English says, but if you dig into it a little bit, it's really not talking about height, it's actually the words there are more about length of life. So he's saying, can any of you by thinking about it add to the length of your life? But the King James talks this way, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? <laughs> let's, 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 let's add, let's, let's paraphrase that. Which of you, by taking thought, can decrease one inch from his waist? <laughs> just by thinking about it. Just by thinking about it. Just by thinking about it, you can add to it. It's not possible. It's an impossibility. Am I the only person here tonight that wished and i've i've gotten over the 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 effects but doesn't mean i don't still feel the same way but anybody ever anybody besides me wished you had a couple more inches on your height sorry not your waist yeah 
Anybody ever really thought about it? I know I did. Didn't work. You can't add to it. But again, the problem is your spiritual stature is not predetermined. What is predetermined is your calling. What is predetermined is what God created you to do. But the the degree of your growth and development is not God's decision. The bottom line is the degree of your growth and development is only one person's decision. This is the only person that determines the degree of my growth. Nobody else can hinder my growth. If I don't grow, it's no one else's fault. If I don't grow, it's not because of somebody else's responsibility that they, they're not doing their job. It's my decision. And if I, and nobody can make me grow. But if I have a hunger and desire the sincere milk of the word and I pursue the things that can help me grow, there is not a limitation to my spiritual stature. How about a little basic explanation of how we grow? Somebody hit the lights, please. Also, if you don't read your Bible and pray every day, dead. (laughs) They said it nicely. Let's just get to the point. Dead. And that really is the truth, though. 
If you are not pursuing your spiritual growth, you are not maintaining. You don't just reach a point and put no more effort forth and stay where you are. Really, it's a lot like your physical man when it comes to to uh, uh, being in shape. You, you don't reach a certain, well, you know what, I think I'm in good enough shape. This is where I want to be, so I'm done. I'm just going to, no. You stop and you go back. Again, we never reach a point. No matter how long we've been walking with God, no matter how long we've been disciples of Jesus Christ, that we are supposed to stop growing. It all really kind of boils down to hunger. The bottom line really is, it's hunger. I'm going to ask the question I asked this morning. How many of you here tonight, you, again, I'm not going to qualify, not, not, not putting some kind of qualifications on this, what level, whatever, just a simple, straightforward question. How many of you have a desire to grow in your relationship with God, your walk with God? One more time. Hold them up for a second while I look around. Okay. I don't know that there is one single person that did not put a hand up. And I have been convinced for years that the majority of believers, the majority of saints, do have a hunger. I'm going to actually contradict something I just said a moment ago in a certain context. And that is that ultimately if I'm not growing, it's my fault. It's nobody else's fault. And, and, and to a large degree, that is the case. But the scripture refers to us many times as sheep. And one of the defining characteristics of sheep is that they are helpless. They're defenseless. Sheep or many animals have the ability and are responsible for finding their own food. Some animals, they are hunters and they've got to hunt their food down and that's the way they eat. But that's not the way it is with sheep. Sheep need a shepherd that will lead them and guide them and help them find green pastures. And so I'll ask the second question. How many of you that just raised your hand have ever at some point, and perhaps even right now, there is a degree of frustration because you have the hunger and the desire, but you may not necessarily know what the practical application of that is. I think just about all of us have been there at some point. Surely the longer we walk with God and the more mature we become, just like infants, the more we should be able to take care of ourselves. One of the enjoyable things of parenting is watching a child learn how to eat Cheerios. You would think they just set the record for the fastest mile or something as that hand was all over the place to finally get that 
Cheerio and then the process of trying. It's like they got their own airplane. You don't have to do it for them. And finally, they get it in the mouth. And it'd be really awkward if every time I took a bite at the table, all of my family just started cheering and clapping for the accomplishment that I had just made of... Although I have now apparently started to enter that phase like many other great men before me have, where usually by the time I'm eating, there is something that goes with me on my shirt. Great men, amazing men before me who have dealt with that issue, and I am now joining their ranks. So again, as you grow, naturally speaking, you you should be able more and more to take care of yourself. And spiritually speaking, the more that we grow, the more we should be able to dig into the Word of God for ourselves. And we know how to study and we know how to feed ourselves. But, but even at that, I know for me, there's still times I really appreciate when I get some direction or I get some guidance and a, maybe, a, maybe some fresh ways or fresh ideas on some things. And so, the goal, my goal, my burden, let me rephrase that, my burden for years has been that we do a better job. I, I know we, we, we have, we have been blessed through the years with great men and women of God that have ministered at Antioch and obviously Bishop is known for his revelatory teaching and the things that we have heard through the years, amazing revelations. But, but I do think at the same time we have lacked some practical things. And so it has been a, a sincere burden for a long time that we make sure that we are doing our job so that those of you that are hungry are not frustrated. And that not only can you grow and develop, but also grow and develop into more spiritual maturity that, yes, you are less dependent upon others, but never independent. Naturally speaking, we spend the first 18 years or so of somebody's life developing independence in them. And then God spends whatever the remainder of their lives are taking independence out of us. If you could uh, put the slide, next slide up there, please. Some of you that have not seen these yet, you're holding a card. This is not intended to be a new program at Antioch Central. I'm going to say it again. This is not intended to be a new program at Antioch Central. This is intended to be a path, a process by which you can have some ways that you know this is how I can grow and develop. This is a purposeful attempt at helping people get on the path. Now, I'm I'm going to and I'm going to still communicate some of this because you need to understand what 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 was it that uh what was it that 
that the Lord said was the reason, the basic reason why he had to stop them at the Tower of Babel. They could do anything because they were in my one mind, but they also, what did they do? They spoke, they spoke the same language. And so the, the, the context there is a negative context. The Lord is saying, I, I've got to stop them because they're of one mind. They speak the same language. And because of those things, they can do anything they imagine. And so the flip side of that works as well in a positive sense. If we are in one mind and one accord and we can speak the same language, not our own personal imagination for selfish things, but God-ordained things can be accomplished. And so one of the reasons, one of the reasons this week why we did Leadership Summit for four days rather than a night and a day is because we want to do a better job at speaking the same language. And, and so in a few moments, I want to, I want to take a little bit different emphasis tonight than I took this morning, but I do want you to just understand that part of the purpose of this is helping someone that becomes a part of this church as a newborn babe in Christ, helping them know here is what you can do. Here is a, again, a pathway because it's not intended to be boxes to check off. Let me hurry up and do this. Because in a lot of ways, while I have, I have to participate in the process and do the necessary things, I, I, I can't, I can't speed up my growth per se. I definitely can slow it down. <laughs> and so I, I want you to understand one of the primary components as we move forward from here is that how do we help somebody? That, that, that wants to become a part of this church. And I'm, I'm not talking for the sake of membership. I'm, I'm talking for the sake of they're hungry for more of God. They want to grow in God. So I, I want you to hear a little bit of this. Those of you that haven't heard this yet, I want you to understand it a little bit from that context. And then again, I want to, I want to come back at it tonight from a, also a little, another angle as well, but we are, we are going to be in, and let me just preface, and especially tonight, we've got, we've got folks here from our, our other ministries that meet in other locations, either Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon. And, and so uh, there's a few things that I'll be saying that the application of these things is going to have to be, uh, altered a little bit for their setting, their circumstances. But, uh, so I'm just kind of still presenting to you the overall concept. And so we are going to be, um, I, I sort of hesitate to say it this way because it's not really reinstituting because we're, we're, we're revamping, but we're going to be re, let me say it, we're going to be reusing. I'll put it that way. The, the, the term or the name, welcome to Antioch. And so we are going to be relaunching Welcome to Antioch, and the goal is going to be that every brand new person that comes to be a part of this church will participate in Welcome to Antioch. And so by that, I mean a person that comes that is, they're, 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 uh, unchurched. 
They don't have any church background. They just, they've come. They want to know Jesus. They want to go to heaven. So them all the way to those, and, and this is, you may not necessarily realize this. This is not uncommon that from time to time we get people that will transfer in from other apostolic churches. Maybe it's, uh, some of them it's work related or whatever the circumstances, but for them as well, we want them to participate in Welcome to Antioch. Welcome to Antioch is going to consist of four sessions. And again, you, many of you have heard this term before, and we did something years ago, several years ago, with Welcome to Antioch, but this is not the same thing. It's going to consist of four sessions, and these four sessions are going to cover the following questions. Why am I here? No, not why am I sitting here tonight. <laughs> and not really even why am I at this church why were you born? Why was I born? Why were we created? And there are two primary things. I feel like there's two primary things, and basically those things can be summarized by Jesus' words. The, the first commandment is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. I believe our first and primary reason we were created is to love God and to have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And the second reason is to love others, and there's a word, I think, that can summarize that, and that's ministry. How many ministers do we have here tonight? I didn't say how many preachers. I said how many ministers because if you have the Holy Ghost, you are a minister. Because every member of the body has a purpose in the body. God has no spectators by His choice. So why am I here? Second, who are we? Who are we as a church? We're going to have Bishop Wright is going to be recording about a 10-minute video in which he's going to give kind of an overview of the history of Antioch and a little bit of what we are now as a multi-congregation church. And then we're going to talk about the fundamentals, some of the fundamentals that we believe as a church, what are some of the fundamental doctrines that we have as a church. And then thirdly, what do we do? And this is going to be a presentation of communicating all of the various things that we do as a congregation, our small group ministry, our daughter works, our youth ministry, celebrate recovery, and on down the line, helping people to get a glimpse of not only what we do, but also maybe understand what might be applicable for them. And then the fourth, and this applies no matter what their background is or what their current walk with God is, what's next? And depending on where they are in their relationship with God and whether they've already got the Holy Ghost or not or whatever that, whatever they, wherever they are in their development, there will be something to direct them to. It is the goal that every brand new person, whether if they're not already in it or have not already had it, that every person that becomes a part that's not already an apostolic, that they will go through a personal home Bible study. If you're here tonight and you're already a part of Antioch, but you have never been through a personal Bible study, home Bible study, I don't care how long you've been around, you would still be benefited by it. 
and you can see Brother Ben Kimbrell. We've got a bunch of people that are vol- that have signed up, that are volunteered to teach home Bible studies, and we can hook you up with somebody, and they can take you through a systematic study of the Bible, and that would be an extremely valuable process for you. So we're going to be launching the first round of the new format of Welcome to Antioch, the first Sunday morning of March, and... Um, By faith, it will be ongoing because of demand or need. One of the things that's been asked, and just to clarify, and I I really, there's obviously, I think most of you can realize this, there's a lot of details that, that I'm not getting into tonight that we will be communicating to you in various ways over the next couple of days and weeks. I'm just trying to hit some important high points here this evening. We we are not letting people jump in somewhere in the middle of this. I mean, showing up in your first week is what's next, and then coming back for why am I here just seems a little bit odd. So at the most, you're looking at somebody would have to wait about three weeks to be able to jump in and be a part of this. There's going to be uh, here for Sunday mornings, there'll be different people that'll be a part of teaching these classes. And um, we're also working there there to do some some uh, alternative things for our other ministries in other locations. I, I realize, if you could go back a slide there for a moment, I realize you can't really uh, read that very clearly, but I want you to understand that moving on, and this is... This is the part that's going to apply to all of you personally, that the pathway is is inclusive of a variety of things. It's going to incorporate just some personal reading. It's going to incorporate some some uh, reading that you do on your own, and then maybe you get together with your, your oikos leader, your deacon, or other people in your oikos, or it doesn't have to be somebody in your oikos. You could get together with a couple of friends and say, hey, let's get together and talk some about what you're learning. Let's, let's share some things that we're getting. And, and so we are using um, a series called Living Logos. And it's got about 12 different books that are a part of Living Logos. And, and again, we'll give you more details of this as we move along, but some of those books you will be responsible for just reading and working through on your own, and then others of those will be kind of the curriculum study guide for a class setting. We will be doing classes, a part of this process on Thursday nights, and uh, in the catalog for life courses, there is a schedule for the upcoming classes. I, I need you to understand, and I probably will say this again at the end, but we're not here tonight talking about something that's coming in the future. Today is launch day. This is launch day. This is not something that we're promoting that somehow down the road that by the end, this is, this is starting today. And so, um, we will, do, we will be doing classes. There's some of those classes. Again, we'll use the Living Logos books as a basis for that class. Other classes will be based on other things. Some of them will be based on some video series that different ones have done, as well as some things that will be available for you online to watch that'll be a great benefit and a blessing. And then you see the second section in there, practical application, because again, the goal is not for all of us to just become really smart. 
There's a lot of people that have a, no, a lot of knowledge but don't do anything. The goal is not to get a lot of knowledge. The goal is to be equipped and trained to be able to do what God has called you to do. And so uh, in, in each one of these, there is practical application that will be a part of that. And depending on the level that you're at, there will be a variety of things that are a part of your practical application. Next Sunday, you all, as members of Antioch, will be given your own personal cards that you will keep to be able to see for yourself the things that are available and the things that you can do. As a new person comes in, they will be receiving the card that most of you got tonight as a part of discipleship intro, and that will be their, their first step in the process. I'm, I'm, I'm trying, hopefully, be patient with me. I'm trying very hard to balance here tonight between inspiration and communication of what it is you need to know. If it helps, I can start spitting and heaving when each one of these. Read spiritual growth one. Read ordering your private world. Attending find my place. That get you now. I'm preaching now. <laughs> Might need to get a little help on the organ. Hey, <laughs> take a life course. Mm-hmm. Take another life course. Mm-hmm. Take all the life courses. Mm-hmm. Everybody say process. Process. I'm going to say it. I've said it many times already this week. I know the last several weeks I've been promoting today, trying to, trying to communicate my excitement and get you excited. And, but one of the concerns was to not get to today and communicate some of this stuff to you and you go, what? Because again, what I am referring to that I am ex- so excited about and this week being one of the most exciting weeks of pastoral ministry for me. It's not about that per se. It's not about those three cards that are up there and them being some magical solution. It's about the fact that I believe I have been given the privilege of leading a bunch of hungry people. And that we are putting ourselves into a position that we have never been in before so that you and I can know that there is a clear path that I can use to grow and develop. Obviously, this is not inclusive of everything you need. And through various means and ways, obviously, you will continue to get other things. But I believe if you and I can start getting these things, that's going to push us further down the road than any of us have ever been. The righteous, Psalms 92 and 12. Listen, this is an awesome verse. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. 
Listen to that verse in the Amplified Bible. The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and incorruptible. The treasury, the commentary, the treasury of David says this with regards to the wicked. The wicked spring is the grass, but the righteous shall flourish like a palm tree whose growth may not be so rapid, but whose endurance for centuries is in fine contrast with the transitory verdure of the meadow when we see a noble palm standing erect, sending all its strength upward in one bold column, and growing amid the dearth and drought of the desert, we have a fine picture of the godly man, who in his uprightness aims alone at the glory of God, and independent of outward circumstances, is made divine by grace to live and thrive where all things else perish. I, I don't 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 check out on me yet, please. You, is there, are we not in a perishing world? Are we not? We have never. I don't personally. I know there's some times in history. Maybe you could argue, but I, I'm just not so sure if there's ever been a more divisive time in the history of this country. But. The righteous are able to grow and be strong, independent of outward circumstances. And they're made by divine grace to live and thrive where all things else perish. Anybody ever seen a picture of a palm tree, palm tree in a hurricane? That tree can bend to the point that its leaves, its branches on top can be touching the ground. And when that storm is over, stands back up. The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. There's some, there's some, I know you may not have ever wanted to be called this, but the scripture calls you this and it's a good thing. There's some palm trees in this place tonight. I could call the names of a few folks that the wind has had you bent over so far that your tops, your, your branches were touching the ground. But by the time that storm ceased and those winds calmed back, you weren't like some of the trees we got here that crack and fall over. That wind stopped and you just came right back up. That's what happens when you and I read our Bibles and pray every day and we grow, grow, grow. Cedars of Lebanon, Adam Clark says, the nature of this tree, that it is always green. Kind of sounds like Psalms 1 verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted 
by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. I don't know about you, but I would like to be a palm tree, and I'd like to be a cedar in Lebanon. But that's not all on him. That's partly on me to do my job to grow and develop. I've got, I've got one more point that's connected to all of this, but I'm going to ask Brother Jim Barr to come and I want him just to communicate something to you from the perspective. I've already said part of this is intended for a brand new person in their growth and development. But for the rest of us that are not brand new, this has benefit for us as well. And I want Brother Barr, as somebody who is very experienced in ministry, got ministry longevity, been living for God for a long time, I just want him to share with you. Praise the Lord. Amen. Everyone said, I'm not grown. Amen. I am, I want to speak to a certain demographic of people for a moment. I've had the Holy Ghost for 42 years. I've been in some type of leadership for 37 years. Brother Yu, what year did we get licensed? 1991. He's had had his license five minutes longer than me. (laughs) I've been a licensed minister with the United Pentecostal Church since 1991. I say all of that not to say that I am anything or anybody. I'm just trying to say that I have been in the Word of God, and been around church for a long time. This book is called Spiritual Growth One. I picked this book up. It was given to me, and I it was given to me for the fact that I was going to, I thought I was going to do some one thing with it. That didn't turn out to be the case, but I thought I was going to do something with it. I thought I was going to be helping other people go through this book. So I thought to myself, I, I ought to read it. I ought to look at it so that when I'm talking to someone, I should at least know what they're reading. That was why I picked it up. I'm just being very transparent with you. I didn't pick it up because I expected to get something from it. I, I mean, I've, I've had the Holy Ghost for 42 years. I've been in leadership for 37 years. I've been preaching the gospel or preaching in a pulpit since 1991. Actually, before that, that's when they told me I was legal to do it. I could marry and bury at that point. (laughs) So, so surely there's nothing this book is going to teach me. From the very first chapter in this book, as I began to read it, regardless of my background, my whatever, I began to go through this book, and I read it, and I circled things, because I don't know about you, when I'm reading a book and there's something I like, I I underline it or I circle it, only if it's my book. I'll leave that alone. 
Can I borrow your book? Sure, get it back. What did you do? Don't fold the corners. Never mind, I'm sorry. (laughs) So, I digress. So this is my book. And I, I circled and I highlighted and I underlined and I... Because there was stuff in it that was that was speaking to me. I answered the questions. My point is, what I'm really trying to say is, for us that have been around the block, and we've been down the road a, a little bit of time, and there's other books over there, The Life of Christ, Genesis, Exodus. It doesn't matter how long we've been in the church. It doesn't matter how long we've been around. There's something for us to learn. There's something for us to glean from this material. None of us have been around so long that we know it all. And my intent, my intent, not, I told you why I picked the book up, okay? I'm just being very transparent. My intent now is because I want to learn everything I can learn. I'm going to go through every book. I'm going to go, if I'm not teaching a class, then I'm going to go to a class. Amen? So I would encourage all of us. To get in here and let's grow in God's grace and glory. Amen? Amen. I think really you could classify this as doing two things depending on who you are. Either helping to build and create a foundation or it's helping to shore up your foundation. I think I've said this already, but the three cards that were displayed, that's not the end. (laughs) Because we're never supposed to stop growing. And it's our responsibility as a church to help provide the way that you can continue to grow. I want you to listen to these verses in the Amplified. These are, again, verse 12 of the psalm that I just read. But I want you... The rest of these verses apply to to us that Brother Barr was just referencing. And I, this, is some, this is some awesome stuff to me. The uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree, be long-lived, stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic, stable, durable, and, un, and incorruptible. Now listen, listen to the, le- the rest of this. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they shall still bring forth fruit in old age. Kind of sounds like the elders here and what we prayed a few weeks ago. In their old age, they will still bring forth fruit. They shall be full of sap, of spiritual vitality, and rich in the... I don't know if I'm pronouncing this word the right way or not, but rich in the verdure, the verdure, the verdure, the verdure, of trust, love, and contentment. Now listen to this last verse. They are living memorials. They are living memorials 
to show that the Lord is upright and faithful to his promises. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Living memorials. You and I can be living examples to the newborn babes in Christ that there is no end to your growth and your development. And you will never have to reach a point where you are not fruitful. This is my spiritual growth one book. That is my illegible handwriting. That's my made-to-be-pure ribbon. I'm promising to be pure until I get married. I want you to hear me clearly. This is not a program that we are instituting. And this is not something we're instituting for you to do. I am personally committed. I am personally committed. I've already started. I'm going through the same thing. I'm doing that and I'm asking you to be willing that to do that for two reasons. First and foremost, for your and my own continued spiritual growth and development. That's first and foremost. And secondly, because we need to know how to speak the same language. We need to be able to share with others. We need to be able to know what others are doing so that we can help to encourage. Because an individual spiritual growth and development should not rest upon any one single person. We are in this together. We're in this together. It's not just Brother McGurk and the youth and and chosen core's responsibility to make sure our youth grow. It's not just Brother and Sister Isaac and Lacey Middleton's responsibility to make sure the young adults grow. It's not just a small group or deacon's responsibility to make sure it's all of us together, growing together. Becoming everything that God desires us to be. I believe there's going to be some of you that are absolutely going to devour this material. And that's great. As long as you're not doing it just to hurry up and beat everybody to accomplishing something. If you're doing that just so you can brag, well, how many boxes have you checked that you've done already? You're missing the point. Others of you are not going to be the ones devouring the material, but you are just going to simply consistently plod along one day at a time for God to continue to grow and mature. We are not in a competition with each other. You are not my enemy. You are not my opponent. We are in this together. There is way more 
of nuts and bolts to all of this than I have any way time to communicate to you this evening. My hope tonight, my hope this morning is that you can catch a vision. And I believe and I am so excited and encouraged by what I have felt all week long in our leadership summit and what I have felt today. When, when people that have been a part of church and have had the Holy Ghost for decades, for decades, communicate their excitement as just extremely encouraging. Because in my opinion, if that's the way they can feel about it, then a new person who is typically pretty hungry in their new experience is going to be greatly blessed and benefited by it. As I've said already, this is not, I know we've, I didn't say it this morning, I'll just go ahead and call it out tonight. I'll just, I'll just address the elephant. Some of you got Antioch U binders sitting at home. Some of you thrown away Antioch U binders that you had. I'm telling you tonight, what, what was that, what's that, what was that, what's that one line in there, Jalen, fear, fear won't win this time? This time the fear won't win. I'm challenging you with that, but I'm challenging myself. I try to always be honest and real and transparent with you, and I'm not going to stop. There's part of me that leading up to this week is like, you know, it would be a lot easier just to keep having just church as usual and not do all this, because what if? But you know what? Fear is not going to win this time. Because I took a deep breath. And I've already jumped, and I'm really excited because there's a bunch of people that have jumped too. So I am extremely frustrated in the midst of all of my excitement because we were supposed to have had the Spiritual Growth One and the Bible Introduction Book available to purchase today. I have no idea what happened. I was told they would be in no later than yesterday. They were being printed because the stock was down, and I was told that that they would be in, and they're not here. So I am 99.9% sure they will be in our hands Thursday night. So you can prepay for those, pre-purchase those tonight, and you can get them uh, Thursday evening. Um, there's also order forms. Uh, th- this is another thing is just, I mean, I, I just, I, I can't, I, I, I'm trying, but I really can't express how encouraged I personally am with the response. We, we, this morning, uh, somewhere around 10 people have already purchased full sets of the material, not just the friend, and that's fine if all you do is purchase, but 10 people have already purchased the whole set of materials. That is just so encouraging. So, if you want to pre-purchase those tonight, they're coming this week. I'm, I'm pretty, pretty confident we'll be able to hand them to you. You're going to hear more. You'll be hearing more about 
spiritual growth one from your deacon. Those of you that are in Arnold and in an Oikos, you'll hear more from them about this. I'm also going to be, my plan is starting Tuesday. It's not going to be in the video studio. It's just going to probably be at my desktop, but I'm going to be sending out some links for some, some, some further explanation and instruction about all of this. Some of the things that I just don't want to take up your time and service to try to communicate. So if you're not on the Antioch Central email list, you need to make sure you get on there so that you can uh, have those and, and know when those are available to be able to learn. At the conclusion of service tonight, there's going to be a table set up to my left and one to my right. That would be to your left and to your right if you need help with that. And uh, there are samples. There are samples not for you to take. But on each table, they're not all the same. It's the, it's the set divided up. But there will be samples of the Living Logos books. There's also a resource list that's on there. And then there's there are some... Uh, materials on there that you can take, the resource list, a couple other forms, I think. But there will also be a couple of people at each one of those tables. And if you've got some questions um, about some of the nuts and bolts, the, the application of this that I have not had time to get dig into tonight, you are those folks are more than welcome, are more than willing and happy to answer your questions. They they had a great response this morning and and talked to several different people, had some great interactions. So they will be there in the back. There's going to be a bunch of merchandise for sale, not only the grow stuff, but some of the other things that are back there. You can register for a life course tonight if you'd like. I remind you that life courses do have a set number of registrants, so you don't want to miss out if there's one of those that you are interested in and making sure that you get signed up to be a part of those. So, I'm missing something. At least I didn't forget it, per se, where I was going. I just, I'm missing something. Probably the same thing, but, you know. Well, I guess I'm not just missing it. I've missed it. So, Jalen, come. Maybe while you're coming and everybody's looking at you, not paying attention to me, I will... Some of you may remember it, but a couple of weeks ago I slipped in, purposefully slipped in, that I believe that this year could be the greatest year of your personal spiritual growth and development. The bottom line is, and I, this is not intended to be a negative statement, but the bottom line is ultimately that really is up to you. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how great the tools and resources are that are available to us. We must apply ourselves. But I believe, if you will, because it's not just about, it's not about a book. It's not about a material. It's about the process. It's about us making ourselves available to God. It is one thing for us to say, I want to grow. It's another thing to do something about it. 
And I believe that this is a launching pad. This is not the culmination. This is not the climax. This is simply a launching pad for you and I in a new and a fresh way for some and for the first time for others to truly be on a path of developing and growing and knowing that you are becoming everything that God wants you to be. Reaching full maturity. Full maturity. Someone I just choose not to give a name at this point, not that I couldn't, but whatever. But one of our leaders responded, communicated to my wife and I this week that before this week they were all in with Jesus, but kind of felt like something was missing. But for them, this was that missing piece. And so they're not just, and a bunch of us, we're not just all in with him. We're all in with this. Because we want to become everything that God has for us to be. Oh, I know what it was. Yes. I did say purchase. And so, once again, I'm going to say, if we could, if we financially could feasibly give you this material, I would not. I would not. Because we've given enough stuff away through the years and then collected it up after a service. Because there's something about your own personal investment in something that costs you something that you take much better care of it. So, yes, it's to be purchased. We have reduced the cost. We are reducing the cost to you of all the books. We're not selling them to you for full price. Not only are we not selling them to you and making a profit, we're not even selling them to you at full price. Because here is another very important point. Over the last couple of months as we've been working on this and developing this, the Lord has impressed upon me very strongly. Whatever it is we are doing as a church, whatever it is we are investing in as a direction, it cannot leave anybody out. I know you, I know I've been going a while, but just bear with me a couple more minutes, please. I need you to hear me. And so that applies in the sense as you get more details about our plan and how we're going to go about this, that applies. Let me give you an example. Spiritual growth one. Actually, spiritual growth one and spiritual growth two are the two longest books out of all the living logos books. But there are some folks that are not the most comfortable reading. They're not, they're not the best at reading. We can't leave anybody behind. 
We can't do anything that leaves anybody behind. Our, our Hispanic congregation and all of the folks that may only speak Spanish, we're working, Brother Sister Paz, working with them to provide resources and material. At this point, unfortunately, the Living Logos is not yet in Spanish. I'm told it's going to be, but it's not. So we're working with them. But we are going to have people starting in the very near future, hopefully within the next week or two at the most, that are going to be recording Spiritual Growth One. So that if you may not do the best at reading, not because you're not disciplined, then you'll be able to get a hold of an audio of the book, and rather than having to try to read it, you'll be able to listen. Some of our precious folks at Deal and Pinewood Village have no way of getting here at Thursday night to sit in a class. They can't do it. So... Some of that stuff will be available online, but they've got some folks, Pinewood Village, that they don't have high-speed Internet. So guess what? We'll burn it to a DVD. We're going to do absolutely the best that we can to make sure there are no obstacles. Now, obviously, that's going to take a couple of weeks with some of these things, but I I just want you to understand that. We're not, I I don't think anything we do as a church should be for one specific demographic and in the sense of the main effort or focus. So we're going to be working on that. So let me tell you how we are reducing the cost. This is so, this is, this is so awesome. This is another one of those things that has been such an amazing encouragement to me. Because I was planning, and we still are in just a moment, we're gonna have an opportunity for those of you that would like to give towards the, give an offering towards the Living Logos material. It is a seed that you are sowing. Yes, you may potentially give an offering and then you have to go buy your book. But buying a book is not the same thing as giving an offering. Brother Vernell, I hope I can tell this, Brother Vernell. Brother Vernell gave... Oh, i got to finish this part first. I'll give part of it away. So I was planning tonight as the launch of this, as a part of the launch of this, to appeal to you to give and to sow into this. And Friday... Friday, the Lord impressed upon me that we needed to do that first with the leaders at the leadership summit. And I don't know, I don't have an exact figure, but as of this afternoon, I can tell you that the leaders that were gathered on Friday night for leadership summit have given over $1,600. Over $1,600 towards this. I think that demonstrates some buy-in. And so I'm going to give you, in just a moment, they'll bring the, they'll bring the baskets. You can also text your offering or you can, you can go on to Realm and give if you do go through Realm. I do need you, if you do that, to send me a, confirmation email or text me and let me know you gave a specific offering for living logos and how much that was and so by us sowing a seed we are then able to reduce what the cost is to an individual lastly 
with regards to the financial part of it, with leaving no one out, leaving no one behind, if there are individuals who honestly cannot afford to purchase a book that they need, cannot afford to purchase a book for a class they want to be a part of, we will make that available to them. Like I said this morning, if we give you a book and you come in with a brand new pair of Air Jordans after we give you the book, we're probably going to ask for the book back, or you can give us the Jordans, either one, that's fine. But please, please hear me. It is my goal and my burden that none of this is done in a way that anyone is left out because there are obstacles they cannot overcome. So, the ushers again in just a moment, they can hold off for another moment, but they can, they're going to put those baskets up here. If you'd like to do cash or check, you can do that. Or also, if you'd like to do online, you can do that way. I want you to stand, please. I, I believe. You know, they, they, those of you that weren't here this morning, they sang that song all in this morning. And, and believe it or not, I know you may think otherwise, but believe it or not, it's not uncommon for a song to be sung on Sunday morning and it go over better than on Sunday night. Sometimes that's not the case, but it's not uncommon. So I want you to understand that because it, it went over, it's not that it didn't go over this morning. But it was a different dynamic this morning. But I believe that the spirit, the spirit's response this evening, I believe it was God demonstrating that he is in what you and I are doing and are going to do. I jumped ahead and then forgot. Brother Vernell told me this morning they gave an offering to the Living Logos, and then we took some donations for uh, some other things, and, and they and they gave to that. And yesterday afternoon, he went went into work or went into work, and the exact amount the the he says to the penny, right? He said it was an odd amount to the penny. Got back yesterday what they had given. Again, me buying the book is for my benefit. Me sowing is for others' benefit, but I do reap when I sow. Father, I thank you for what you've been doing that has brought us to where we are, and I thank you for what you're going to do. God, I want to thank you tonight that you have given me the privilege and the opportunity to be at this point in time the pastor of this congregation. To be given the privilege and responsibility of leading such an amazing group. People that are hungry and passionate about you, about your kingdom, your work. I pray, God, that for every one of us, whatever level we're at in our spiritual development, what, whatever stage we're at right now, I pray that this year especially, 
would be a year of maturing and growing that we have never had before as individuals. God, I believe that as that happens for us as individuals, that as well is going to cause us as a body to grow, not just numerically, but we will grow in many other important ways as well. I pray, God, that you would stir up within every one of us the same kind of hunger and desire as a newborn babe does, desiring its milk, its food. That same kind of passion and hunger, God, that we're not content, we're not satisfied, Lord. We want to become like those palms and like those cedars of Lebanon that are continually bearing fruit, that are continually living as memorials of strength, as a testimony of your power, your ability, your goodness. In the name of Jesus Christ, in Jesus' name, amen. So one more time. Grow merchandise and others merchandise is available in the back. There's people that will be at the doors with life course catalogs. You can register in the back tonight for life course catalogs. Inside of the life course catalogs is the schedule for the first round of discipleship development. They'll be up front at the tables to answer questions for the materials. One other thing I forgot. Because the goal is for all of us. Hello, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Because the goal is for all of us to go through this and be benefited by it as well. The next two Thursday nights. The next two Thursday nights. We will be doing the four sessions of Welcome to Antioch in the Thursday night services. So that all of you, many of you that are already very involved, don't have to come on a Sunday morning to Welcome to Antioch. But not only so that you can check it off, but more importantly, really, so we can all speak the same language. So this week, we will do two sessions The following week, we'll do the other two sessions. All of that will be in the sanctuary. We will be starting with that on Thursday night. We won't be starting with worship and all of that. We will be going directly into those two sessions, doing the first session just a few moments after 7. So that will be the next two Thursday nights. And that way, again, you get you get to know what's going on. You get to participate in those without we've got a whole bunch of kids ministry workers that they're already doing stuff at 9 15 on a sunday morning and others of you with commitment so that's there's a couple of reasons why we're doing that um so this thursday night and the following thursday night and then just so you know if you haven't already heard the last thursday i think somebody said it's the 27th the last thursday of this month is going to be when we launch our first round of classes under this effort. We will have sign-ups available next week for those classes. So there's no sign-ups for those yet, but next week you can sign up for those. God bless you. You're welcome to wear your grow shirts as often as you want to church, as long as you wash them every now and then. But 
Amen. If you'd like to give by cash or check, you can do that now. If you want to do that electronically, obviously you can do that at your convenience as well. God bless you in Jesus' name.